so hi welcome to good nice podcast here with jade from fox teeth we're gonna ask them some questions today once again about their new album tight we're finally chatting about the album this time uh so congrats on that uh by the way how do you feel with the sponsor to the people you've shown it to so far because at the time of recording it is not out yet um first of all thank you um i'm glad you guys you know enjoy everyone that i've shown has kind of like had a big shock factor i think like you know they listen to like the first intro song and they're like oh this is cool and then we go straight in with one of the newer songs uh photograph Mm -hmm. and they're like wait a second they're like this is serious this is this is completely different than the original stuff um and then the singles are all remastered on it so they sound a lot better um but yeah people been kind of like not not completely shocked but i guess they didn't know what style we were really going with with the album considering like how the singles sound mm-hmm. um so they were kind of like surprised but so far all positive responses you know that's good to hear i know yeah. glory and i both took turns oh my DMing you about how good the album is wow yeah i'm so i'm <laughs> so upset that i waited that long to listen to it because you'd sent us the old masters forever ago and i didn't find out until tonight that the file actually didn't work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you can see, like, you sent me the link. I was like, yeah, that's great. I didn't even test it. Um, but, yeah, holy shit. Oh, my God. It's like, like, <laughs> you guys popped off. It's I... like, what, now, like, less than two weeks out? I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, we've spent a lot of time. I mean, we haven't even been in band for a year, which yeah. is, is crazy. You know, not, not a lot of bands get together and, you know, really don't have a lot of stuff established yet and are able to create a full um lp which uh i what's crazy about the fact uh well why am i stuttering so much but what's crazy about um the lp is that we didn't plan on doing a full album we didn't really plan on like we didn't have any plans for anything we just kind of released donnie darko and we were having fun with that and then the album cover i took um i was hanging out with my friends from college and we went to this really nice restaurant and i had my camera on they were like walking super fast and I was like running and I took the shot kind of by accident Mm -hmm. and when I came home and saw it I was like you know what this looks really cool you know we can make this like a single art cover Mm -hmm. or whatever and you know I sent it to Andy and Ron and they were like oh yeah that's a cool picture we should keep it like on file in case we need something and then that night I was just like like it just popped into my mind to name it tight and you know I started like editing like crazy and I made the plastic wrap thing and the little sticker and I sent it to Andy and Ron. I was like, what do you guys think about this? They were like, dude, this looks like a professional album cover. And I was like, yeah, we just need the album to go with it. And they were yeah. like, all right, well, let's write one then. And then album, yeah, which is got, like, You guys wow. came out of like nowhere and now you're just yeah. dropping LP1. Yeah, and- I mean, it's insane because like I said, it wasn't it wasn't planned at all. Mm-hmm. You know, we... We didn't expect Donnie Darko to kind of blow up the way it did. Mm-hmm. You know, like the fact that it got a thousand streams in two days was like, insane. insane. And, you know, like we didn't expect it to do like completely poor, but I didn't think it would get past like 300 streams. Mm-hmm. So when I woke up like two days after it came out and I saw like all the texts from Andy and Ron, they're like, hey, the song hit over 1K. Like, what's going on? I was like, I was like, why? Like, why? Why are like, people listening, listening to this, to this? shit? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, of course, like when No Sleep, when they saw us uh, ask to have it on their playlist and Chris re- responded to our tweet and was like, this is amazing. 
people were like really amping us up and like you know we kind of we started gaining a lot more traction and um you know i think after that was when we were like like we'd already started working on the album but we were like okay guys we really need to like get content together and really tighten it up um because we kind of had like plans in the air for different things but we were like all right we gotta we really gotta plan and get dates ready and uh everything like to some degree was planned like merch and physicals like everything was planned but we were still kind of like going as it was coming closer to the date we were like all right well let's try this and let's do this and um, then you guys had us on good noise fest and that also helped us like kind of not blow up but like we gained a lot more traction from that as well Mm -hmm. and um you know people have just really been liking the content and i'm big on like visual content to go with all the music so I can like sit and make something in one sitting and be able to put it out to, to just keep the ball rolling. Cause I don't like, I don't want to be a band that's like, Hey guys, here's our album. All right. We're going on hiatus for now. Like <laughs> we're done. I want to put out the album and immediately like jump into the next one. Okay. Yeah. So like no I just rest. want to be, yeah. Like I, I just no love to be able to literally no sleep. Sleep. But hadn't you, didn't you say in the last interview, like the last interview we did about whatever single that came out last, you were like, okay, we're going to drop the album and then we're going to take a quick, like, breather yeah Yeah, well i did say that and then because at first i was like i was like kind of stressed with the album not like with it but like with getting everything in time Mm -hmm. and then once everything was fine and good to go and kind of like we didn't have to hold on to it anymore ron and andy were like hey so can we start working on the next album we're gonna have the same fucking way (laughs) yeah and i was like i was like you know what yeah like i have songs ready to go like um like we wrote a lot more songs for tight or at least I did, um, but you know, pick the the ones that were probably the best for that album. So we have a lot of stuff that we're sitting on. Um, we also, I don't know if it's gonna happen. Don't quote me on this, but we want to see which songs on tight people like the best, and try to do like an acoustic EP for okay. them, and then uh, and then like let that marinate for a little bit, and then jump into the next thing. So okay. nonstop. I, I mean, if you guys are taking suggestions, Lost should be reimagined. Please. Yes. Yeah, a lot oh my of people God. a lot of people have been saying that. That's probably my second favorite song on the album on. Wait. Oh, well, that's a that's a question that's a so question. I'm not going to ask oh, you now. I was, say it. Um, <laughs> I was gonna ask. I you also to. mentioned physicals. How hard are you going to milk my negative dollars wallet? Like what what are we expecting uh, here? I don't I don't want to, you know, go crazy with prices and items. Like I think we're just going to do cassettes and we're going to okay. do like a crowdfunded thing. Um probably like 10 or 12 dollars okay max. Mm-hmm. all right um, okay we plan on getting them from solid merch but i did today actually just have someone reach out um who said that they would be interested in doing physicals for us mm-hmm. um you know i just i want to be sure that it's crowdfunded only because me andy and ron are just just a little broke you know yeah college students yeah mm-hmm. um so we can't drop like 500 dollars ourselves on it um but i don't want to price them in a way where people can't get them mm-hmm. you know i want yeah. them to be priced as low as possible to where people are able to get them and enjoy them whoever is making them is able to get paid and like we can get x amount because um like with all the stuff that we put out we don't really get a lot of money from it we kind of just make the prices as low as possible, then usually whoever's producing it takes the, the rest of the money. So it's kind of like, you know, but just we're also not out there. Yeah. yeah. Like we do. I just want people to be able to enjoy it. You know, I'm not sitting here like, all right, I want a million dollars, you know? Yeah. 
just have that'd be nice though it. it'd be yeah. nice yeah i was gonna say like it, it's nice to get paid it's nice when people like go on band camp and give us a few extra bucks but um i really just want people to be able to enjoy it and for it to be accessible for everyone you know because yeah. like i know what it feels like to be like like when i was in high school and bands would release stuff and they'd be like all right well this vinyl is going to be $80. I was like, yeah. I don't have $80. Yeah, I don't right. even have $1 for candy. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I totally get that. So I never, I don't want to be that band that's like, you know, charging crazy amounts for something that can, honestly, it does not need to be that high priced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to pull like a boomer band here. Cause I was looking at, yeah. for some reason, I was looking at the ACDC uh, pre orders for what the new album. There? I <laughs> don't know what I was doing. And dude, it's Are expensive. You lost? Yes, I'm lost. <laughs> Did, Went to a lost whole different direction by, with that one. Uh, yeah. Fox Teeth? Lost oh, by no. Fox Teeth. Um, but yeah, I don't know why the fuck the CD was $50. $50? Yeah, $50. Yeah, That's the, a lot for a CD. Yeah, the, 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 the deluxe edition CD or whatever with like the speaker box and shit was 50 bucks. Oh my god. Oh my god. You, could, you could literally make CDs. You can go to Staples, get a giant stack of CDs for less than $10 and make them at home and sell them for $1. Like, it, it's so simple. Yeah. 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 Wait, so you only said cassettes. Would you not be making CDs? um ron wants to do a few cds mm-hmm. um i've just never done like wide scale things with cds like I, the last fox ep or not even the last one the first one which is like buried on Bandcamp now but um i put that on cds myself and i made like 25 of them mm-hmm. you know just sat and burned a few of them so maybe we'll do something like that where we kind of like ship them out ourselves yeah. Or have a place that could actually print like the front of it and everything. Because I, if we do have CDs, I really want them to just be the orange tight sticker for the DL. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd, that'd be, be really so cool. sick. Yeah. yeah. Um. But we thought about it because, like I said, Ron really he Ron is a little bit older than us. Um. So I know that it's like CDs, he he really enjoys those. Um. And he's not much older than us. I said that like he was like. An old <laughs> man. He's not. Yeah. Ron, if you're listening, you're not an old man. I or is he? It that way. He's like mm-hmm. an old dude in disguise. No, oh my god. Takes um, off the mask. Yeah, I know. It's like take off the mask. It's like just wrinkle. Oh um, god. <laughs> no, but CDs are definitely CDs are like super simple to make even if we weren't like doing like large scale production for them. Like I said, like I could sit at home and make them. I have friends who are able to make like high quality ones. So um you know, I, I think CDs are probably gonna happen. Um but because cassettes are like I think they're a little bit cooler. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to get those first, especially because they're going to be produced from an outside company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm okay. not going to sit there Makes with sense. a tape deck, like, press and record. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. trust me. I've tried. I, I tried to <laughs> oh. do it before the album came out. And mm-hmm. when I played the tape, it sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, no. It was no. really bad. <laughs> it, like, completely sped it all up because the quality is just, you know, like, attaching a laptop to a tape recorder from 1987. <laughs> yeah it it doesn't mix well it yeah. literally no. sounds like not just alvin and the chipmunks but the oompa loompas from <laughs> oh my god both mixed together wow. they're they're yeah it's their split album <laughs> but you'll have to see. you should sell album, it but they did it together like all the tracks are together oh my god you yeah. should sell it as like a first edition oh my god test pressing exact test pressing oh my god oh that'd be so bad no it sounds so bad like like, I really tried to do it with older Foxy songs. And then, you know, I tried to do it when Donnie Darko came out. Because I was like, well, the quality is better. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't help at all. Yeah, that's so, fair. But thankfully, that's fair. like, solid merch. Um, they're pretty reliable. Like, they did, 
they did Paramours cassettes oh. for their self-titled and for, or not for their self-titled. I think they did it just for After Laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're pretty reliable. And like for us to get like 25, it's like $225 or something like that. Um, and technically it like brings the price down to like $5 for production and then X amount for shipping and this and that. Like it's, it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm for us to try to do like especially if we're crowdfunding it um mm-hmm. or if we end up paying that ourselves but yeah you know they're a reliable company yeah all right all right looking forward to all the stuff you do it's really exciting yeah, uh, yeah. so you mentioned the first fox teeth uh ep so what was your writing process like for this album and how has it changed since oh. that ep oh god um <laughs> that first ep it, it's mm-hmm. honestly so bad that Aww that I deleted. I didn't delete it from Bandcamp. I just made it private so that people mm-hmm. can't see it. Like if people bought it, so a few people do have it. I know Will, um, Plague Skater, mm-hmm. he Will has a physical us. version of it. So A physical version? Yeah. You know, I gave him the, the last remaining uh, physical CD. The only <laughs> other people who have that are random people I met at concerts. And ironically, I gave one to Colin Walsh of Grayscale. Nice. <laughs> oh. Um, I really hope he threw it out or like lost it because it's so bad. I really hope he didn't get to listen to it. We should add oh. him on Twitter and ask him if he still we has should. it. We should. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, I would cry. If he still had it, I would be like, please, I will pay you anything to throw it out. Because it's oh. so like, it's like I was 17 and I did all of it on GarageBand myself. And like, I played all the insurance myself and there's not even bass in the songs. So it's literally <laughs> like guitar, drums and like, vocals um i will say the voicemail was originally on it and it sounds a lot different um i could actually send the original version of voicemail to you guys like you email said you it. were gonna send all yeah. the old stuff last time we mm-hmm. chatted oh, i did? did yeah, yeah. Oh, god i'm so sorry that was one no, thing okay. i was like i'm not gonna harass them about it i want the album i don't need the old stuff they don't yeah, want to send yeah. it no over. no i'll definitely send it i just forgot like yeah no i'm so embarrassed of it that it, like any mentioning of it slips my mind within an hour of talking about it. Yeah. Um, but I will send it to you guys because I do still have, I hope I still have the files for it, but I definitely have at least voicemail, oh. um, which sounded disgusting. Like my voice cracked in it. I left it in. It was so bad. Um, oh. But the writing style for that was just kind of me like sitting with my guitar and just writing a bunch of like random songs, you know, mm-hmm. and with tight, obviously that was full band. So big difference there already. And, you know, I, I wrote a lot of the lyrics beforehand and then kind of like worked with the guitar. I started, you know, I started playing in a custom tuning. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot more to work with. I also had, you know, a lot more experience with songwriting um, and knowing like how I wanted things to sound like. I know at least with my style of writing, I'm not very direct with lyrics. I kind of use like a ton of analogies or like yeah. major references, which I don't mean to, but it's just easier for me to explain things that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of just take an idea or feeling or situation that I've felt or been in and then mm-hmm. use analogies to kind of relate it to a general statement. Um, because I've, I've never, any of the songs that we've had out for type that I've written, I've never like written a song and I'm like, this is about this. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about one thing, you know, it's kind of general, like, this is about feeling like this, this is about this and this, you know, multiple things, mm-hmm. um, which I think that was a big difference in the writing process as well. It kind of let it sound a lot more mature. Um, not yeah. only the fact, like, obviously I was a lot more mature, but 
it it brought a different sense of maturity to it within the lyrics um and the sound as well you know learning more about my pedals and working with Aiden of course at Noodle Shop I know I mention him all the time but Aiden is like a god to me like I Mm -hmm. love that man um but he's he's incredible too with kind of knowing what we want without us even having to say it yeah we're all kind of like on the same wavelength with everything um so just being able to work with him and you know studio have a studio produced album made it a big difference from the first ep and uh obviously not to mention like i said it's full band so like andy and ron they're incredible and for them to be able to hear like something i write and they're like okay well i think i think i could add this and they add something and it's like insanely good yeah like beyond words can describe it's great because we just kind of like we mix together and you know we're able to create something we're all proud of and that we all enjoy um like i'm not even gonna lie when we first were recording the stuff for tight i was like listen once we put this out i'm not gonna listen to it because i just i mean for one like i don't even listen to the singles because i just feel awkward about it mm-hmm. but when we got the masters back for tight and i listened to them i was like oh my god like i'm gonna have my own playlist because mm-hmm. it's kind of bumping like it's kind of you good. should just yeah. kind of yeah this one's yeah. going on the driving playlist for sure mm-hmm. yeah Definitely. like I, I feel like these songs like i enjoy them a lot more to the point where it's like i mean i still feel kind of weird like listening to my own stuff because i'm like hearing my own voice i get that mm-hmm. yeah. but i'm proud of it a lot more than the original stuff so you know i'm glad i'm able to listen to it and put it out for other people to listen to Hell yeah. yeah all right wonderful uh so what song on this album uh took the longest to write and then you did almost say what your favorite track was before glory cut you off but i wanted to hear <laughs> what your favorite track is mm-hmm. um well the song i think that took the longest <clears throat> well my throat is like super dry but it's okay yellow houses only because mm-hmm. i started that a year ago um i've said it before like when we did the interview about it um that it did take technically a year to write because I wrote the first two lines mm-hmm. and hung it up, never came back to it. And then one day, you know, in this past May, I just kind of went back to it and added a lot more. So that, at least lyric wise, that took the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, all the other songs were kind of like, like I sat and recorded demo versions of just me and my guitar and sent it to the guys and they like yeah. immediately knew what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, I would say probably just Yellow House is just because it's it's literally just because of the lyrics because they took forever to write because I literally started this song 17 in high school and then 18 year old me was like, you know what, let's go back to this and let's like put it on blast, but actually make the rest of the lyrics good. So, mm-hmm. All right. yeah, solid. And your yeah. favorite. Yeah. My favorite. Oh, mm-hmm. so all of us have actually said the same song without knowing. Oh, but it's photograph. Oh, um, taste. Yeah. Which taste. Sorry. Yeah, it's your, it's your song. <laughs> but um, yeah, photograph. I, I think it's my favorite, not only because that's actually the first band. Well, not the first band. That is the first song we wrote together as a band. Um, but the way that the guitar switches up and it's kind of like the most complex song we have because there's like no set thing like there's no chorus there's Mm -hmm. no part that repeats there's there's literally just guitar for like half of the song Mm -hmm. yeah and um i don't really know why i did that i just kind of like found this tuning um like an old friend had showed me it and i started playing around with different things on it and i came up with that 
weird cap thing in the beginning. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. You know, I should show Andy and Ron. And I showed them before our very first show. And they were like, hey, like, we should try to write something and, like, you know, put it together and play it for the show. So I had the lyrics. And they, they've adapted a lot more. Like, it had an entire extra verse, but the song was way too long. Oh, um, yeah. So we kind of, like, played it different ways. We played it live twice at shows. Um, and they sounded different both times. And then when we took it to the studio, we knew what we wanted to do. And we added in a lot of stuff. Actually, now that I think about it, Photograph might have been the longest song in the studio that we did. Because I know we finished it and we were like, something else is missing. We couldn't figure it out. And we were like, maybe we just shouldn't include this song. Then Andy was like, you know what? I got it. I'm going to get some acoustic percussion stuff, go in the studio and just go ham over the drums. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, you know, if it works, it works. And we were all there at the studio that day that he brought it. And he had this like little shaker. I don't know the right name for it, but it's like the wooden one with the handle and it maraca. has like beads. Yeah, the no, maraca. It's, it's, not, it's not a maraca, actually. It's like flat like this, uh-huh. but the beads are like wrapped around the outside and you like twist it and it makes a noise. Huh. I don't know what it's called. I've never heard of that. I've never but heard of cool. It's the coolest sounding thing because he does it. <laughs> it. It basically sounds like a maraca, but more heavy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and he was doing that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Came up with like this little thing to go over his drums mm-hmm. and i was like andy that's it i was like that's what we needed in the song and when it got mastered and we heard it back the volume levels were like perfect for everything and um like it's it's hidden in the song a little bit if you're not paying attention to it but once you like think about it you can hear like he had these two little sticks um the mm-hmm. claves he was you know claves claves i don't know i'm horrible with percussion names but you know he was like in there like going in with them and with that thing i don't i really don't know whatever it is yeah but it was it was amazing and um that brought the song together but i think that's why i think that's why andy likes it a lot because there's a lot of percussion that goes along Mm -hmm. with it and then ron is just like the bass is like insane in it too you know i said to him i was like ron just just go crazy he was like all right and he wrote that little melody um actually i think he wrote that the first time we played but then kind of cleaned it up when we recorded it so we kind of kept that, you know, as the original thing to it. And he said, you know, that song has a lot of energy to it too, mm-hmm. which is why we also kept it in the beginning of the album because it's like, you know, the, the last few songs we've had out are kind of sad and like simple. And then we were like, okay, well, we really got to get people amped on this album. So, you know, when they're listening to it and hopefully like they're listening in order, but mm-hmm. you, know, you get that intro track, which is like really mellow. And then it jumps into photograph and it's like fast paced and there's a lot going on and yeah i get to scream at the end because i love any song mm-hmm. i get to scream and i love um which is why lost is my second favorite because right. it's all screaming so it's, it's great yeah uh, um, yeah yeah <laughs> all right uh so speaking of lost why does it go so hard like um what's up with that i think it goes so hard honestly because it's it doesn't sound like a sad song because I sound like really angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote that with my friend Danny. He used to be in Foxy. It used to be like an acoustic duo, um, mm-hmm. but he was in it and we found this lost dog, hence the name Lost. But oh. I had also at the time of writing that last year, uh, I had like just recently lost my dog. So, you know, I was like really upset about it still. And we started writing the song about finding this dog and like looking for his owner. And I had the melody 
and I still actually have the first recording of it. It's me and Danny singing it together, um, completely acoustic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sounded really fine and cool acoustic, but I was like, I want this to be a heavy song. So when I showed it to Andy and Ron, they were like, listen, we can get this to like be a whole nother level. Yeah. And in the studio, Aiden, I said to Aiden, I was like, Aiden, I really want to scream for this song. I was like, I don't know how it's going to sound. I've never really done anything like this because Lost was like one of the first songs we started recording for Tight. Mm-hmm. And he was like, listen, just go in there do what you got to do and figure out like your comfort zone and the first time we recorded it I was like okay I like the vocals are fine and then I listened to it and I wanted to fix them yeah another day I came back and I was like Aiden I want to redo the whole song and he was like all right whatever you want to do and or at least just just the vocals but I wanted to completely redo them Mm -hmm. so I went into the vocal booth and I remember I was like man I really like I want the yell to sound powerful. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do that. I am not Haley Williams. <laughs> and I just remember I drank like a ton of water and I was like pushing in on my stomach to keep it to like stay steady. Mm-hmm. Cause I used to always scream with my throat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I really got to get it from my stomach and my diaphragm and just kind of like let it come out. Yeah. And first take, we got it straight through. Nice. <gasps> and I was like, Thank God we got it in the first take because I almost passed out afterwards. Oh, my God. Because I was, like, pushing my stomach so hard. Um, yeah. And Aiden was, like, sitting in the, the, the booth – or not the booth, in the studio, and he was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And I was like, I don't know how I did that. Um, but, yeah, Lost is, like, just this crazy song because it was, like, you know, a song that was supposed to be sad and, like, acoustic. And I was like, I don't want it to sound this sad because my parents are going to listen to it. They're going to be like, what's this about? And I was like, you know, maybe if I make it sound like kind of angsty, they're just not going to realize, mm-hmm. yeah. which kind of worked. Cause my mom heard us play it for the first time and she was like, oh, I like that Lost song. You know, is it about like getting lost while driving or something? I was like, yeah, you know, just sure just standard things. I was like, it's actually about our dog, but, but so yeah. she's not going to watch this interview then and start questioning you about it. She might. I don't know. I usually don't tell her when, like, the interviews come out. I just kind of mm-hmm. do them. And then, like, sometimes she'll be like, oh, I saw you did an interview. And I'm like, yeah, ha Yeah. Check it out if you want. Don't watch it. <laughs> Please don't watch it. But, um, um, yeah, Lost is definitely my second favorite because I do get to scream. Um, but that was, like, the first time I kind of learned how to do stuff like that. Now I'm a lot more comfortable with it. Like, I can sing that song straight through now without passing out, thankfully. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, we actually did play it once before that live our last show live we played it and um i remember mads was there and after i finished you know i came down i was like hey did that one song sound good she was like that was insane she was like i was about to open the pit in here Dude, <laughs> i was like there's like five like people in here you can't do that and um and she had a broken arm that day i was like why would you open the oh pit? Yeah, yeah dude, mads she's, is insane she's insane she came to our show with a broken broken arm or sprained arm yeah, Still dude. got. She literally was getting down on the ground. Took her sling off to take pictures for us. She huh? Incredible. She yeah. is insane. Oh my god. I'm telling you, everyone on Twitter. When I was like, I saw Mads. I was. I was. I went to the Young Culture Show in Asbury in uh, February, and Mads was there. This is before anybody, like before the podcast got anywhere or anything, so nobody knew who I yeah. was. But I watched. <laughs> I knew who Mads was, and she scared the shit out of me when Young Culture <laughs> was on stage. And I said something on Twitter, and she's like, "There's no way, you know, I'm nice and calm." It shows. I'm like. I saw a beast. <laughs> no, Mads, I've actually never been to a show with her. I Ironically, not to like 
completely get off topic, but I followed her on Twitter, like when I first got Twitter mm-hmm. and we were always mutuals and I'd never spoken to her or anything. I just knew she did photography. And then my cousin on Facebook, like tagged me in this thing. And the tag was, you know, like at my name on Facebook. Hey, this is my cousin Jade. You should check out, you know, the band and the person that she sent it to was Mads. And I was like, I was like, how do you know this person? Like we know each other on Twitter. And Mads DM'd me and she was like, hey, you know, is this your cousin? And I was like, yeah, why? And she was like, she's like, that's my godmother. And then I thought about it, yeah. (laughs) I thought about it and I was like, now that I think about it, when we were younger, I think we hung out. What? Family parties. And that is how we found out we're basically like fake cousins. Okay. That's crazy. (laughs) That's really cool. Which I know that like has nothing to do with the album, but Mads is is incredible. Yeah, loop it into Mads is incredible and she's the number one Foxy stand. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um but yeah, she uh Lost is actually her favorite song too. So like I I I know for a fact (laughs) I know for a fact when we do get to play live shows again. I'm going to open it up and either say the song is about my dead dog, which sounds really depressing, or I'm going to get up and just say Mads rights and just start playing the song. Because <laughs> I know if she's there, she's going to go crazy. And mm-hmm. I will go the opposite direction when that song starts so that Mads doesn't push me into whatever pit. I'm um, telling you, that song is like the, I always say it on Twitter, like the wall of death song. Like that's it. It's long. I'm mm-hmm. so fucking scared for when shows come back and I inevitably wind up at a Fox Teeth gig. Mm-hmm. Um, Come to Virginia so I can go in a pit for the first I time. I got you. I love yeah. Virginia. Oh my god. <laughs> There's like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> never heard those three words in a sentence together. No, no, no. Somebody Virginia. said it in an interview and then they were like, wait a second. I think I'm thinking of Maryland or something. And I was like, <laughs> they're oh, like, I'm love. thinking of Vermont. There you go. Yeah, it was Vermont. Yeah. Bro. I yeah, was Virginia so is tight. My, uh, I used to have an uncle that was down there. And, oh. uh, yeah, that place is pretty cool. I haven't Watches been there were related. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh so in your opener track at the end uh there's a clip what is the it from end the end track oh um, sorry my bad i Bro. totally looked at the track list while i was listening um <laughs> so in your track at the end which just happens to be the closer track um there's a clip and glory wants to know uh what it's okay. from and what What's the context it means it is from mr rogers neighborhood actually <gasps> and okay. uh i I watch a lot of like conspiracy videos or like, you know, like spooky videos, but there's this guy called Blame It On George or mm-hmm. Blame It On Jorge. I don't know how he pronounces his name, but mm-hmm. um, he has this YouTube channel and he does like montages of different things. And like one thing was one of the videos was like serious topics and kids shows. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Let me click on this. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Rogers um, had an episode where he talked about like divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, so he like explained like that it's not a kid's fault and you know like I haven't experienced that I have a lot of friends who have parents who are divorced but the way that he presented it was very very sweet you know he was very straightforward which a lot of kids shows especially at that time weren't yeah. um, but I it spoke to me when he was talking about the part where you know he said that another cast member in the show said they wanted to be a machine so that they couldn't feel anything I was like, that's really heavy to be in yeah. a kid's show. And I was like, you know, that's something I think that everyone feels in their life. Like, they have something that happens, and they're like, I just wish I couldn't feel. I just wish I was a robot. And I was like, you know, I really want to include this in something because I feel like a lot of people, like I said, have points in their life where they'll, they'll feel like that. Um, 
you know, so I was like, all right, well, I'll take this snippet and put it in. And what what definitely made me do it is because it's Mr. Rogers and not only like I love him, mm-hmm. but my guitar instructor from high school, one of my favorite people in the world, he loves Mr. Rogers. So I was like, okay, well, I want to do something that kind of like, you know, it was like an ode to him. Um, yeah. He doesn't know about the album yet because I haven't told him, but I want to surprise him and just say like, you know, listen to this track because he's going to know exactly what it's from. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just was something that like really spoke to me and uh, like on a personal level meant a lot to me. So I was like, you know, I want to include this. And uh, I gave the track to Aiden and I was like, Aiden, I don't know what I want to put this with, but I want this on the album. And he literally just we reversed the guitar track from the intro. Mm-hmm. and put that under the speaking track and Aiden like edited it to sound really cool and uh kind of surprised me with that like when I first heard it I cried because I was like whoa I was like this is good so, yeah um but yeah that's it's from Mr. Rogers Neighborhood all right sick that's really cool yeah, yeah I just wanted to ask because I listened to it and I was like this sounds familiar <laughs> but I can't place it so that's a really good touch I have to yeah. say that. I, yeah I think on like all of our albums I want to have something like that Mm-hmm. Um, just because like the first real Foxy EP I started off with a part from Beetlejuice and mm-hmm. everyone was like this is so cool and I was like yeah I love doing that so I was like you know we got to do something like this on tight yeah um, which we originally we had it in the end song and then it sounded so cool I was like maybe we should make it the intro but then when we got the masters they had faded the very last song into it and I was like okay this sounds even better like this mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a little surprise at the end of the album mm-hmm. all right sick so where was your headspace while creating this album? Um, well, most of it, I, I'm, most of it was written during quarantine mm-hmm. uh, or like not completely written, but at least started slightly before. And then, or like the older songs obviously were from a year or two ago. Yeah. But really worked on while I was sitting at home and, you know, I just felt so bored. I felt like I was not productive and you know, I wasn't like necessarily like depressed or anything, but it was just like a weird feeling because I wasn't doing anything like once school had ended for the semester. I was literally waking up every day, getting up. I would go downstairs and see my cats. I would eat down in the living room and come right back up to my room and either nap or be on my phone all day. And it just felt so weird because I felt like gross about it, but I couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to like go out for walks or anything because like that's kind of scary but like yeah you know I didn't have anything to do so I was just kind of like sitting on the album too like I wasn't pushing myself to do it until one day I was like you know what I'm just gonna get up I'm gonna hook up my stuff to my laptop and I'm just gonna go in and do all the demos and that's what I did and then Andy and Ron heard it and they were like all right well it's studio time for sure and uh Aiden was ready you know we waited I don't think we went into the studio until it was definitely after March because like everything had shut down in March um, and we released Donnie Darko at the end of March. Mm-hmm. So I want to say maybe end of April, we went back into the studio um, just because Aiden, like he wasn't there because of everything going on. And we were all kind of like, we didn't really want to meet up because we were all kind of scared mm-hmm. to be near each other. Um, but Andy was like entirely quarantined. I was, Ron was still going to work, but he was getting tested. So we were like, okay, well, let's meet up separate, like at separate times. So we're not really near each other. Or if we did meet up, we try to be like separated as much as possible. Yeah. So it was like, it was definitely a weird headspace because it just kind of felt like the world paused. But once we really got serious about it, I felt like 
you know, it's kind of like when you have a magnet and you're trying to connect things together mm-hmm. and it's like pushing them away instead and then you turn it the right way and it finally comes together. Yeah. That's what it felt like once we got into the studio and I felt like I was like, okay, I'm being productive. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Like I'm having fun and I'm, you know, getting out of being in my room every day. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um, so we've definitely give you this question before for some of the so- the singles but uh it should be super super quick uh we want you to describe the album for new listeners in three words three three words whoa three words um <laughs> it is tight oh sick <laughs> that was quick that was yeah. faster than most people so thank yeah. you yeah <laughs> it's both literal and meta not metaphorical but i mean i guess in both ways literal yeah you know? mm-hmm. um, oh one cool thing i wanted to say too that i forgot but the name of the album, we obviously got it because I say that word every five seconds. But we incorporated the beginning and the end to spell it out. So the intro, the end, mm-hmm. technically spells out tight. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just oh like a God. cool Easter egg. And like when I was trying to get people to figure it out on their own, no one was like, they were like, okay. And so I was like, oh, maybe I should just tell people what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's and really cool. cool Easter egg. Yeah, that's sick. All right. Uh- so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through this album? Um, I think Will described it best even before we wrote the album, before he heard it, where he said he feels like he's driving through the woods and the stars are completely out while he's listening to our music. And I think that's how I want people to feel. I just want you to feel like, you know, you're just kind of like relaxing, you know, kind of like indie coming of age film mm-hmm. vibes if you will um but yeah just stuff like that like uh i don't want people to listen and be like oh my god this song makes me sad because i relate like if you relate that that's okay to feel sad but you know i don't want it to be an album where people feel sad when they listen to it i yeah. want them to hear it and be like wow you know i want to cruise to this playing with my windows down mm-hmm. basically yeah uh-huh. huh, i like that uh so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear on this besides now now uh oh well you took the words out of my mouth yeah they're definitely <laughs> at least my biggest influences like when we're recording stuff i'm like aiden like we got to get the now now vibes not only because there's a now now cover mm-hmm. on the song or on the album but um just because i love them but yeah. also i'd say movements especially okay. like in donnie darko i was listening to a lot of movements um phoebe bridgers little bit of julian baker um who else i think those are probably the main ones um i honestly i want to say code orange which i've said it before that that's like completely the opposite side of our music style Mm -hmm. but um especially with lost i was listening to a lot of code orange um Mm -hmm. there's even a part like right after the right before the the double pedal comes in I was in the studio and I straight up just made like a really loud screaming noise and we put it in, but we, we made it really low because I was embarrassed, but Aww. we kept that in because I was like, man, I want to go full code orange on this song. I want to be like Reba Myers. Mm-hmm. And see, I can't do that. But um, those are probably the top ones for me at least. Um, oh, and also Law Dispute. Okay. Um, oh, and Lilac Queen. Surprise. Well, of course. Um, Taste. For sad song, I got very inspired while listening to Lilac Queen and kind of sat and wrote that. So yeah, those are the right. top ones. Okay. Sick, sick. Yeah. So how did you choose the track list for this album? Did you kind of like, 
you know, nitpick the entire thing, or did you just kind of shuffle it and be like, oh, hey, that looks that looks fine, I guess. Um, honestly, I picked it just because like I was like very specific about it, and we kind of didn't have a set idea for it. But I was like, photograph needs to be first, like that has to be first. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of thought of what which guitar I use for recording each song because I use two different guitars. Yeah. So I was like, I want to try to group everything with my white guitar, Shreddy Kruger, together. And then my other guitar, Excalibur. I have the worst names for guitars. I, I, I love them. I, I, love them. <laughs> I wanted to group those songs together so that the tones were similar so that it's not like, like I didn't want it to be like sad song and then lost. Mm -hmm. It's like those don't sound the same. Like, you know, you have this really mellow thing and then me screaming for three minutes. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, um, we got to have it kind of smooth in together. And I think the way that we set it up ended up working out pretty well. Um, I think it kind of, it flows together. Mm -hmm. All right. It really does, yeah. Um, so I know the album isn't even out yet, but I have to ask, because I've asked you this every single time, any new projects in the works? What can you tell us? Um, I could say our other, the, the three of us are in another band called God Lost Continent, mm -hmm. um, which also includes Aiden, our producer. He's the bassist in that band um we've been working on a few different things you know just kind of having fun um me on my own i don't know i haven't really been doing anything serious like i've been playing kind of like neo soul stuff on my own but not to release just kind of having fun with it mm -hmm. um i did want to do a 100 gex cover on my own too or with aiden actually oh. um but i got kind of i got kind of anxious because like when a lot of people on Twitter did one, I didn't want to seem like I was copying them. So I was like, oh, I'll wait on that for a little bit. We'll see yeah. how that goes. That and for some reason they all got flamed for it. Yeah. What? yeah. I... Which whoever, if you guys are listening to this and you guys were part of that, I think it was amazing because mm -hmm. you guys put effort into it. You had fun with it. That's literally the point of music, you know, to, to have fun and to care about it. And you guys weren't like trying to be 100 Gex or trying to be some crazy band. Like you guys were just, doing it for fun yeah. and yeah. that's what makes it so sick yeah period yeah i bought it i still haven't listened to it though i gotta get around to that because it dropped i was like i gotta buy this but i don't know when i'm gonna listen to it because it is 100 gex so you gotta get your gek on you know gotta get the gek on get your the, gek on the <laughs> diy gek on yeah um so that is all the questions we have for you today is there anything that you would like to plug um I do want to say still on Bandcamp, Yellow House is um, the single, if it's purchased, we're still donating that money to um, House of Gigi. Um, I think that's probably the main thing I want to say. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're, we're still donating that money. Um, and also, well, this will be out after Tight came out. So if you do go on Bandcamp and choose to purchase the album itself, um, that'll help us to be able to like create physicals or even just fun future songs um and obviously when shows come back like funding anything like that um and also depending on when this comes out it's hard to to predict but we are or have done a live stream for the album mm -hmm. um, that was pre-recorded so if you guys get a chance to see that or have seen it thank you so much because be we sat out in the freezing cold to film it so oh <laughs> we really hope it's enjoyed uh even though you know it's like a very sad camera but still all right um but yeah i think that's i think that's it 
I taught Jade how to stream to Twitch for this, so please <laughs> tune in if uh, this is going out after, so I hope you did tune in. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, thank you for now, though. It's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, this mm-hmm. has been Jade from Fox Teeth and uh, We're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>